Repiloting. <laughs> no, this is this is our first pilot of this particular show. Correct. So this is just the piloted. <laughs> it's just the pilot. It's just the pilot. It's not the, the repiloting. It's not the How sequel we... yet. That's right. Season two will be the repiloting. Correct. Okay. Well, hey there. I'm Lindsay, your soon-to-be best friend. We are gonna be besties. I'm sorry, just to break that to you. That's just what how this is going to roll. Um, unless you have followed us over here from one of our other podcasts, then we're already besties. But if you're new to this particular one, welcome, soon to be bestie, Lacey. So, yeah, and I'm Lacey, your FBFF. That's future best friend forever. The FBFF. Look at that. We're all going to be best friends, are we? <laughs> Don't make me sing my best friend song. Best friend, shalala, shalala, la la la. <laughs> Or the even greater known best friend song, <laughs> Friends Forever, Always Will Be Friends by Zack Attack. Oh, God. Zack Attack changed my life. Zack Attack. <laughs> Zack Morris is trash. What was that mean? You sent me uh, <clears throat> the song Save My Life. <laughs> First of all, just so you have a reference for who you're dealing with here, we were born in the 70s. Yes. All of our our pop culture references are from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, we're fresh to death, let me tell you. We're right on top of all the breaking pop cultural references. We've reached the age where we'll see famous people like on magazines or on Instagram. We're like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I don't know who any of those people are. I don't know. I don't know. I'm are they? I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know. Again, that duck a duck a duck That's from the nineties. That's from a ni- that's a nineties movie reference right there. We're so ridiculous. One Thanksgiving, not too long ago, us and our husbands played Trivial Pursuit Pop Culture Edition, and it was all from the nineties. <laughs> Do you remember yes. that? Yes. Where were we? My house in Lynchburg. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Lacey and I are sisters. We're actual sisters. Um, we are from Texas and we live in Virginia now. That's all you need to know. We'll tell you more as we go. Yeah. And this show's going to- Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. And this show's going to be real fun. It's, well, <clears throat> you know, I, I do want to say right from the gate, we are going to be respectful with all of the stories in terms of, especially if they're stories with victims in them, which as women, we are victims of you know, it doesn't have to be like a huge physical assault for it to be uh, for us to be victimized by no. men, um, you know, because that shit stays with us, as we'll see from one of the stories we have here today. Um, this is a comedy horror podcast and all the stories are written by you, the listener. Thanks, listener. So, you know, we've had people submit stories and y'all didn't even know what you were getting into. You had no clue what you're like. I uh, I don't know who these broads are or actually with the tone of the a comedy horror podcast that doesn't even make sense well we're gonna make it make sense don't you worry that's right because this is where we shine 
Oh man, this is a wheelhouse. You said it right. Thank you. I I was saying it right all day yesterday too. You said wheelhouse. I that's right. That's what I said. That's the word. Oh my god, it's wheel. That's what I said. Wheelhouse. You said well. Well and wheel are two different words. I understand that. I said will. Listen, uh, we're from Texas, so our family says stupid things. Well, my sister does. No, I don't anymore because I went to acting school. I had it beat out of me. But we said stupid things like pillow instead of pillow. It is pillow. <laughs> it's pillow. You don't I, go I'm take not... a pill. You take right. a pill. All right. Let's let's move on. <laughs> because I'm, I'm correct. She can't stand gonna... it when I'm correct. No, she's not correct. It's pillow. Listen, it... I, gr- I learned how to talk in West Texas. It's pillow. It's pillow. Pillow. <laughs> I'll die on this hill. Die, die. I'll do this podcast by myself. That, people, she wished me death. I don't wish you to die, but if that's what you need to do to get out of this, go ahead. You see what I have to deal with? That is going to be a very loud screech, and I am not editing it out. Listen, our whole goal of this podcast is to never edit, to just, you know, do as the- little work as possible. Exactly. And we would have put out quality, first run only episodes. <laughs> We're one take wonders. We can't help it. And, you know, we're seasoned podcasters at this point. We've been podcasting uh-huh. for over two years. Um, this is our third podcast. Don't worry about those other ones. Nobody cares. Even though um, they were amazing. They both were very good. Um, but we've decided to come into our well house. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, listen, we're. I really want to get us. I don't want to keep talking for 22 minutes. I mean, I do, but we're not uh, going to. As we've been noticed to do. <laughs> we've been wants to do um listen i i already told you we were born in the 70s we grew up like i know true crime is like so popular right now we've been true criming since we were like before some of you were born (laughs) oh since before most of you were born i've been true criming since i was probably seven or eight um and and horroring i've been horroring Mm -hmm. and true criming um, since I was in elementary school, I used to ask for, I can't remember what they were called. I meant to look them up before this episode. Um, the time life, like, you know, mysteries of the unexplained. And they had all kinds of like, you know, I remember there was like the true crime story of the Lindenberg baby that was kidnapped and killed. Mm-hmm. And there were stories of like spontaneous combustions, alien abductions, uh, poltergeist, like, yep. That that's what I used to get. Like you would in the eighties, there would be these commercials for these time life books that were just horrifying, and I would receive them as an eight year old. For those of you that don't know, commercials were advertisements <laughs> that came on between shows that were on live television. That that's you right. Pause or rewind or fast forward through. <laughs> no, it was wild. Our attention spans were a little longer back then, <laughs> just a little. But the whole point being is, like, we've literally been true criming and ghost storying. Like, our, our family has so many ghost stories. People are watching um, Unsolved Mysteries in, like, first grade. We, <laughs> yeah. We watch Poltergeist. Like, I, I really think I was probably seven and Lacey yeah. was probably five. Five and a half. Yeah. Well, with Carol Ann and she got sucked into the TV. Yeah. And then and... when the second one came out, I was only eight. Our parents took us to see it in the theater. And I laid awake crying to sleep every night. Like, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Our parents allowed it. They encouraged it. Because it was was the 80s then, man. It was the wild, wild west. Yeah, you could do anything back then. You don't even know how. Seatbelts? What the fuck you in your seatbelt? Oh, and your sunscreen? Give me a break. You think I want to protect my skin from aging? I'll see your sunscreen and I'll raise you some oil. That's correct. (laughs) 
Just do whatever you can to my skin that's going to make me look like I'm 84 years old before I'm 50. And then kick it up a notch. <laughs> right. I have a spot on my toe right now that I'm trying to get in to see a dermatologist because I'm certain I have skin cancer. And we probably all do at this point. <laughs> but I feel like this is a spot that I could not have protected. It's underneath my toenail. It's either like this bruise that I've had for months and won't go away, which, yeah, right. Or it's some sort of rapidly spreading skin cancer. And it's probably already moved into all of my soft tissues. Of course. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Glad we established that. Yeah. All right. But guess what? Nobody's taking uh, patients right now. Right. Okay. Great. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to be respectful of all the stories, of course, all the victims of any of these stories. Um, we will not be making fun of people who believe they're ghosts in their house because we've had ghosts in our house. Um, but we will somehow find the humor uh, to interject along the way. And I can't explain to you how we're going to do that. It just happens, you know? We don't know where thoughts come from. Yeah. They just they appear. disappear. Yeah. And uh, ours are usually sarcastic and wildly uh, inappropriate. And, uh -huh. and uh, so, you know, if you get your feelings hurt real easy, probably not the show for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on that note. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Who's going first? We didn't even discuss this. Uh, I don't care. You go first. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so nervous. I'm okay, not, I'll go I'm first. Not. Okay, okay go. <laughs> Wait, what, are, what are we going to do? All right. You go first. You go first. I need to open. Which one are you going to do first? Uh, the celebrity chef gross okay, encounter. All right. Yeah. Y'all, I was so excited. We got a celebrity chef encounter during our first submissions. I know. Submission. <laughs> okay. So listen, this is someone who did have a, a, so, you know, we want your paranormal stories, your UFO mm -hmm. stories, your inner, you know, brushes with true crime your inner, but like we're, we're so obsessed with, um, interactions with entitled, um, highly fragile white men. Like those are just, I forgot mediocre. Oh, so, I mean, it's like, we say mediocre, mediocre is like, it's given them a lot of credit. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're well below mediocre. Um, but this, this particular story actually names, um, some celebrity chefs. And just for, you know, covering our asses, we were, we're going to beep the names. And, and like I told you before, editing is not something we plan on doing too much in this show. So I'm going to, I'll be providing the beeps. Yes. <clears throat> so you All ready right. for me to go? I'm ready. This is it. First story on Don't Make Me Barf. Oh, Don't Make Me Barf. Ha okay. A comedy, true crime, no, a comedy, <laughs> horror podcast. There we go. Uh, this story comes from listener Maria Oatley. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Thank you for sending in your submission. Um, and this is, like I said, a celebrity chef gross encounter with a creepy, mediocre white man. Don't make me barf. <laughs> How many times are you going to hear that in this pod? <laughs> I mean, it's what we do all the time in real life. We really do. Yeah. Where he's mm -hmm. like... <laughs> My life changed when they gave you the like puke face emoji. <laughs> changed forever. If you don't, if my phone is not sending out at least one puke face emoji a day, come check on me. Yeah, you're not doing okay. You've been no. kidnapped. <laughs> and somebody else is sending the texts. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's get started. 
I'm a reseller, but now I am also a professional chef. Before I committed to uh, shopping and reselling leather goods for a living, spent my life in Las Vegas, the new mecca of exceptional food. From restaurants with staggering accolades to celebrity chef-owned, there is no shortage of choices for any kind of cuisine in this town. I was 26 and working at... Beep! I was the lead in the Cold Kitchen Dessert Station, and I asked to get a raise and a title, and I was told I lacked experience and needed to be patient, so I dropped them like a hot potato and moved literally next door to... Beeps! Two restaurants. Did you see how I made it plural? I said beeps! Yes. Because <laughs> it's a celebrity chef who had two... Re okay, you get it. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't bad, but just a few days until I had what I thought was the privilege of meeting the chef himself. Half an hour before service started, he walked in looking around. He inspected the stromboli for service and told me they looked like shit. I was quiet. I'm a quiet person in general, but I didn't know what to say anyway. He started checking me out casually. I was thin, young, and petite. And I don't know if this was relevant to the story, but in my eyes, being Filipino was. Many women in my country are swooped up by mediocre white men that have enough money to go to the Philippines and take a wife of their picking. <laughs> oh my God, we did that in sync. <laughs> women consider it luck. America is seen as that cheesy phrase, a land of opportunity. It doesn't matter whether or not a fat, sweaty slob picks you as his wife. You're lucky regardless. So I thought maybe he thought I was a fob, fresh off the boat and without any prospects a lowly little baker. He said, you know, I have a lot of rich old friends I can introduce you to them. I probably chuckled. I don't recall how I responded. I quit this job six weeks later. Good for fucking you, sister. Oh. Fuck that dude. <clears throat> so, oh, okay, everybody catch your breath. Cause all right, listen, this is hitting me at my core because I was a professional chef. <laughs> that, that, so that's why I gave Lacey this story because I knew she'd have a lot of input on this because the stories of abuse that she was, you know, dealt with in the kitchen many years for many years. I mean, holy fuck. So <laughs> I worked at a restaurant when I lived in LA and I ran the, uh, like, uh, the appetizer station and this restaurant was huge. We had like 16 people on the line. And for those of you that don't know if you're on the line, that means you're like, you're the cooks, like doing the cooking. That's uh, a, that's So that's a large amount of line cooks? Yeah. It's what, huge. What does like a normal, like, um, what's an example? What does like a normal restaurant, like what would I expect like at, you know, beer run over here by my house? I mean, they might have like five, you know, because uh, really you, you just need one person working each station typically, sometimes two running the front, which is like, usually uh, expo and then the grill. Um, I mean, that's true. You know, I'm thinking about it. John and I went to the Cork, which is like a fancy boutique t hotel in town for New Year's Eve dinner this year. And they're one of those kitchens, one of those restaurants that has the kitchen like open. You can even sit at a bar facing into the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, that was New Year's Eve. It was a busy night. I think there was like, yeah, like in it, it's a, it was like four or five people back there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it was a huge, huge, huge kitchen. And like, even just my station, I was like the expo of just the appetizers because it was that busy. And then like the entrees had in like salads and desserts all together had one uh, expo. So anyway, the, the point of the story is that I had, there was a girl, the baker was that came in right before I quit. She was like this young, beautiful 
<clears throat> pardon me, Filipino woman and our mediocre asshole white chef, like two weeks after she started working there, they eloped. <gasps> and then she was immediately pregnant and like had to like, you know, introduce her to his, her, him to her parents who were like <laughs> very strict, uh, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, was she, was she a first generation American where her, where her fan was yes. her family like yes. immigrants here? Yeah. Was she born here or was she born? Yeah, there? she was born here. It was just one of, it, it was how just, old, how old was he? She was, he was like old. I mean, he was like, I, I don't know. I was probably 30 something at that point. So he was probably like in his mid forties to maybe even later uh she was a kid i mean she was like 22 maybe Ugh. and i just, i mean the amount of mediocre white especially in the restaurant business it's just all you run into because it's just i mean maybe much different now but like when i started that's just all because it was a male dominated world and so i just feel I mean, all isn't of her it vibe all, it isn't right. all a male dominated world <laughs> i just feel all of her vibes and i'm like especially when she was like i was young thin People used to always, oh, you're a chef? Because I was, like, tiny. And people would, like, make fun of me for it and be like, oh, don't trust a skinny chef. Go fuck yourself. I'm healthy. I don't know. I just, ugh. I mean, first of all, you're still tiny. You're still a yeah, tiny lady. I'm a tiny person. You really Doesn't are. I mean, I can't do big things. I, I am a giant, but that that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you're not a giant. <laughs> In our family, I am. <laughs> Oh, and just this whole, I don't know, like, oh, the honor of meeting this this amazing chef. And then he walks <sighs> and he's just a fucking douche. And you're just like, <laughs> right. like, that's like, that's how he's that he wants his first impression to be to this, you know, young, talented woman. I, I probably got some rich friends that want to, I mean, gross. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like, he's kind of like um, selling his employees. Right. It's what it feels like. Are you like. running a sex trafficking ring over there? Yeah. It's fucking A. It's what is that Jeff's always quoting from King of the Hill right before he met President Bush and got the weak handshake? Uh, excitement, <laughs> disappointment. Excitement, <laughs> disappointment. Weak <laughs> handshake. Oh my God. I mean, uh, so like this chef that I worked for, he was the biggest asshole. He, like, he called people the R word, like, you know, when mm -hmm. he's calling them stupid and he would yeah. like throw plates against the wall and like, just, I mean, cuss us out if things weren't going well. He thought like by breaking people down, he was making you better so you could build yourself back up. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, that's not, that. Th there's no, show me the, the science that shows me that that's a good way to build up a team. I don't know. I guess they can show you military science. They're like, look, we do this in the military and we've, yeah, you know what you got. You got a bunch of uh, people with PTSD and yeah. severe mental and health minds who don't like think for their, themselves, right? And and then the after the mental after effects, long term, lifelong effects that they all deal with, which is oftentimes self self harm, death by suicide. Yep. Um. You know, ab ab abusive relationships. Uh. You know, domestic violence, like the 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 many many problematic issues that arise from them from that atmosphere. I mean. I guess, you know, in a way it gets your people in line, but who wants to work under circumstances like that? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. But and so you know what Maria many, many people do. The first the first boss, she dropped like a hot potato, which I love that reference. <laughs> <laughs> like a hot potato. 
mean to second ball, she was like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm she saying? Bounced, fuck <laughs> off. There's too many restaurants in this damn town. And she well, is a badass bitch who's probably fucking killing it now. Well, Maria, thank you so much for uh, s- sending us that story. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to say this so many times throughout the duration of this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that happened. Seriously, the I probably chuckled line. I was like, no, no, don't like we do that though. I know we do. It's like, ah, like, let me make excuses for your horrible, shitty behavior. I mean, even now, like as you know, bad bitch, forty year old in our in our forties, forties this year. So we we're still like that condition is it. It's really hard when you're in those moments to really work on the deprogramming and to respond in a way that is like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it's that's, a Seinfeld situation. You're driving home and you're like, that's what I should have said. <laughs> Busting a UA on the highway. <laughs> and even though it is ha- shit like this happens to us repeatedly for the entirety of our lives, it's like, it catches you off guard every yeah. single time. So you're never prepared. You're never in a mental space where you can actually respond in the way that you should to show that that's not appropriate i mean because we would never say or do those things yeah you're just like whoa i was like so excited to get to meet this dude you know he's an amazing chef has you know all these accolades this is such a cool moment for my career oh nope i'm just garbage it's what they you know yep you're not garbage obviously i'm really fucking sick of it yeah yeah guys real fucking sick of it I feel Get like there's your shit together, everybody else. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Um, I feel like this is probably gonna be the predominant, you know, story that we hear because we all, uh-huh. if you are a female <laughs> on planet Earth, all of us have so many stories that fall into this category. It's ridiculous. Um ha, you know, all of us, like if you really start thinking about it, you're like, oh, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, we want all the stories, but I feel like this is the one we're going to hear the most because this is just the most frequent, most common. Unfortunately. Yeah. Suck it, Kevin. Whew, yeah, suck it. <laughs> all right, oh, my God. Well, Real quick, this weekend at the lake, this guy, we were trying to pull into uh, a dock at uh, the gas station, and there was, like, two boats coming out. But, you know, boats don't have, like, rear view flashing lights to let you know they're backing out. Right. And so we couldn't tell. It and should. Backing up, and this guy, like looked over at Jeff and he was like, where do you think you're going? And Jeff was like, well, there's like an empty spot right there. He like pointed at it and Jeff, the guy like rolled his eyes. And so Jeff was like, okay. So he kind of moved over because he saw one guy was coming out with well, the guy next to him was also coming out. And we didn't know that either. So he started backing up and the guy was like, do you even know how to drive a boat? And Jeff was like, hmm. And Jeff just didn't say anything. And Jackson's eyes got all big. And after those guys left, Jackson went, what happened, dad? And he was like, oh, they're just assholes. And Jackson goes, oh, I had my first encounter with a Kevin. <laughs> oh my god it was amazing i know i know the true meaning of kevin now kevin oh kevin <laughs> all right well our goal is to get through four stories today we're on a I roll don't know if that's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> all right well our next story was submitted by me so we, you know, Lacey and I have a multitude of stories that fall into uh, so many of these categories that we're going to be covering on on this show. Um, and I think most of the time we probably are not going to write them. We'll probably just talk about them. Yeah. Um, we have asked our mom to submit a story about a particular situation. 
um, from our childhood, which um, we'll see how long that takes her to write. Um, but <laughs> for our first episode, I wanted to submit a story because I felt like we probably, you know, I wanted to try to get the range of as many of the different types as we had, and we didn't have any of this category. So I wrote it. And here we go. Um, I, I This trigger warning for uh, domestic abuse and gun violence. Okay. And this story is titled, this is a true, a brush with true crime. And this is a story titled The New Girl. And it was submitted by me, your soon to be best friend, Lindsay. <laughs> nice of you to do that for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me take a sip real quick. She's already her own best friend, everyone. <laughs> I enjoy time with myself so much, y'all. I, My husband took my kids up to Michigan to visit his parents this last week. I've been here since Friday. It is now Thursday, July. I What's today? I hate your face. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I could live like this forever. This is amazing. Just right? me and myself. It's so great. Do what I, took, I want when I want. I took myself to a movie. I took myself to dinner. I went to Aquaflow and did one of those like deprivation tank float things. Ugh. I it's amazing the amount of house projects you can get done when you don't have children interrupting you every seven minutes. I got yeah. so, my house is so clean. I got some really big projects done around here by myself. I'm real proud of the work I'm doing here. I also hate you. So go anyway, go on. Okay. <clears throat> um, we grew up in Midland, Texas, meeting me, Lacey, and our brother Cliff, who I talked to this morning. And when he's in town next month, he was like, "Wait, what's this new podcast? I got to be on it." <laughs> Of course. So we'll we'll get we'll get our brother Cliff on the show when he's in town. <clears throat> I grew up in we we grew up in Midland, Texas until I was twelve. For the last two years before we picked up and moved across the state to Houston, we moved across town in Midland to a different school. I didn't I didn't edit this very well. To a different <laughs> school district in a newer neighborhood in a brand new elementary school. In the spring of nineteen eighty eight, I was in the last few months of fifth grade. Other than the fact that my boyfriend had just broken up with me and I was heartbroken to my very core because, yes, fifth graders sometimes have boyfriends and I was too scared to even try to hold his hand. But our love was very pure and true and the end of our year-long tryst was over and my heart was now in a million pieces. <sighs> it's fine. I'm over it. Um, other than that, life was great. Okay, Tori, great. It was great. <laughs> Listen, Cooper, you really broke my heart. The Coops. <laughs> she still holds you dear and true. He's a tiny dude. Did I ever tell you how, um, remember Zakia, uh, Zakia who uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. is a friend of ours, both like I ran track with her, Lacey did uh, drama with her. She was real down bitch. Love her a lot. Uh -huh. Anyway, many years ago when I was still, uh, you know, checking out Facebook, she lives in Austin now and she was posting pictures, you know, how we used to do in the early aughts of like, every time you'd go out, you'd post like 30 pictures of what you did. And it was just like a night at a bar. Anyway. <laughs> She had pictures of a guy, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's fucking Cooper. I can't believe you recognized him. And then, I, you know, you can see tags, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Cooper, last name that I know. And uh, <laughs> I was like, she's friends with him. He was very cute, but he he looks exactly like I remember him. Just like, he kind of looks like one of those boy men, you know? <laughs> you know, that, like, still look like boys, even though yeah, they're yeah. men. Yeah. And and uh, he was a little guy. Um not one, not a big man. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, there we go. Anyway, he broke my heart in fifth grade, I'm 10 years old. Whew. Maybe that's why he didn't grow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did this yourself, Coop. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, other than the heartbreak of a fifth grade romance that never even went past like just sitting next to each other playing Nintendo, um, everything was great. Um, my bestie and I did the typical fifth grade study. Oh wait, I, I skipped a whole paragraph. Um, towards You're doing great, the, sister. Thanks, thanks. Towards the end of the year, a new girl moved into the area and joined our class. Her name was Jenna. She was tall and thin and had long brown hair. She was in my class and rode my bus. She didn't live in our nice new neighborhood. No, she got off the bus at an apartment complex outside of our neighborhood, and it was small and pretty rundown looking. My bestie and I did the typical fifth grade snotty girl thing and fought over her. We each wanted to be friends with her, and instead of just inviting her to be in our group, we were catty to each other, and each of us tried to spend more time with her than the other one. Because why are girls? Like, right. why, why are we so mean to each other? Why are teens and tweens just the worst girl? Like, ugh. And I am like the, the prep, precipice of that with my 11-year-old right now. I hate it's it. Patton Oswalt quote from his stand-up where he's like, boys will just like get into a fight, slap each other, and get over it. Girls will put you in a box, and you won't realize you're in there until it's too late. <laughs> it's true it's true so anyway this part of the story doesn't even make any sense and actually doesn't have any real meaning to the story other than to say teen and tween girls are just the worst the worst (laughs) the worst we both liked her and wanted to include her why didn't we just both play with her like i'm so annoyed with my 10 year old self when i remember this part of the story anyway we finally figured it out and everything calmed down and the new girl seemingly settled into her new school since her and i shared a school bus We'd sit together on the way home. She always brought a Walkman with her to school. We'd sit really close to each other and share the headphones and sit in silence as we jammed out to the sweet, sweet hits of the late 80s. That is basically all the memories I have of this girl. I don't think she was there very long. I really can't tell you if it was several weeks or months. My brain just won't unlock that part of the story. But I do remember my fifth grade bedroom perfectly the posters i had on the wall the setup of the furniture the dresser i had decorated with every note from friends and family that i had ever received and i kept them and taped them onto the attached mirror and i remember my tv that's right i had a tv in my room in fifth grade i can't that, that that's my daughter I, there's no way she's gonna fucking tv in her room like well, of- okay to be fair we didn't have cable on that tv you had like five channels oh, I, yeah <laughs> It had like the bunny ears antennas and yeah, and like they're just what else? What was I gonna watch? Like it's like anyway, you stayed um, up late watching David Letterman. <laughs> did you read my notes? No, no, you don't have access to these notes because listen, um, what? A, yes, I had a TV in my room in fifth grade. It was a small box and had antenna and probably only picked up three channels as we've just covered. Yes, <laughs> but one particular morning of news watching, I remember well. I hear the name of my elementary school in the background. As I'm in the bathroom, lifting my bangs sky high with Aquanet. Ah, yeah. You got to be able to skate up those fucking bangs. <laughs> oh, wait. I missed I missed the whole paragraph that I just referenced. I do. Oh, what the hell? How did I miss this? <laughs> I had news on in my room because nothing else was on my three. Okay, wait. This is what I, happens if you try to do it in one take. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. You know what? Listener, deal with it. I do remember getting ready for school one morning. I had the news on in my room because nothing else was on my three channels but you better believe at night i put that tv to proper use and i stayed up late watching david letterman just like every cool kid in the 80s yep i knew it sisters (laughs) a student's name was said i looked around the corner and saw i feel like i've missed everything like what what was happening here one particular morning of news watching i remember well i hear the name of my elementary school in the background as i'm in the bathroom lifting my bangs sky high with aquanet a student's name was said 
I looked around the corner and saw a photo of my new friend on the screen. It was all so fast and I couldn't quite understand what I was hearing. I was confused seeing her on the TV and hearing my school's name being discussed. But one thing was clear. She was dead. As the day unfolded in more details and probably many rumors emerged during the school day, our new friend had been killed. She was murdered with a shotgun by her mom's boyfriend. Her mom was dead too. I can't remember what happened to the boyfriend. I can't remember if he was arrested or if he was dead too because, you know, fuck that guy. I asked my mom if she remembered what happened to him. She couldn't remember either. I've recently scoured the interwebs trying to find the story so I could learn more. 36 years later, time is a real animal and I'm sure I've forgotten or misremembered so many details, but nothing, nothing was out there. I couldn't find a thing on her or her murder. But one detail is true and real. My new friend was dead and she'd been murdered. I know in the world we live in now, this is such a common occurrence, but in the 80s in small town Midland, Texas, it wasn't. Other than my great grandma, this was the first person I knew that died. And it was another kid. Kids can die. It was so confusing and scary. It was never discussed with us at school. No one talked to our class. None of us received any counseling. It was the 80s in Texas. Counseling was for totally broken and weak people. We didn't discuss our problems. We just went on with our lives like good, stifled, emotionally pent-up Texans. I didn't know much about her since she was so new, but now as an adult, I can only guess that her home life must have been truly abusive and awful. I still think of her from time to time. I really wish I could have found the story online so I could learn what happened to the boyfriend. Did she have other family? How long had she been at our school? I just don't know. But what I do know is that an innocent child was killed in a horrific act of violence, and it stayed with me for almost four decades. Well, I mean, it's always going to stay with me. It's always a little memory in the back of my head. No, no, no. Now that the four decades has passed, it just goes and fizzles oh, away. Great. Congratulations. You've made it to the next level. Thank you. It's when I unlock level 50, it's going to completely go away, right? Right. Along I mean, it's not everything. like it like, haunts me like on a daily basis or something, but like- if you really think about it, and now, you know, I have a daughter that's exactly that age. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. That was a really traumatic thing to live through. Right. And then, because it's the 80s, I remember Lindsay laying in bed crying about it, and mom and dad were like, it's late. Shut up and go to sleep. Yeah, man. <laughs> no one cares in the 80s in Texas. What's wrong with Stop you? Stop. With, what is the salty discharge coming out of your eyes? Are you emoting? Stop it. <laughs> If you have school in the morning, no one cares about your emotions, good night. <laughs> hey, this all makes a lot of sense now about why I am the way I am. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I do not emote. I, somebody sent me the nicest te text message or DM the other day from our other podcast, just really just going on and on saying like, I'm so sad that you guys are, you know, stopping the show. I loved it so much. I love you girls. Da, da, da. And it was, it was just this really nice and sweet message about how amazing we are of and, uh, and so I wrote back and I was like oh my god thank you so much it means a lot um I'm, I actually teared up reading your message and she goes who hacked your account you don't have emotions <laughs> listener uh in case you don't know because you probably don't Lindsay and I are both totally dead inside <laughs> yep you see these smiles dead inside dead inside thank you until you make it baby <laughs> <laughs> It really, I mean, it's, it's not a problem. It's fine. It just shows you the differences of the times. It's like, okay, my niece, uh, not Lindsay's children, um, she had her 
teacher uh, took her own life at the beginning of this school year. Oh, I didn't and it was know that. Huge deal. We were just talking about it. At like the, the school year, the school year like, started. The school year that just finished. Yeah. But like, like the like the sweeps in. Oh my god. And uh, you know, she was very beloved by all the kids, and like it was oh. just a very tragic thing. Yeah. And you know, like the kids were allowed to go to. Um, uh, the library whenever they wanted and like take just walk away and like you know take some time for themselves or like stay home if they needed to they had counselors around for anybody to talk to at any time and you know just an extensive support system yeah. versus in the 80s this poor child dies and they're like shut up and fucking do your work <laughs> i mean excuse yeah. me you need to go to the bathroom nobody cares sit down <laughs> no you're in the 80s you weren't allowed to leave the classroom to go to the eight to go to no. the bathroom i had a science teacher in high school that was like under no circumstances will anyone in this room ever go to the bathroom i don't care and i remember one time like i i had started my period and i could tell and i'm like raising my hand and she comes yeah. over and she could probably see the panic on my face and she squats down next to my desk and i look at her and i was like i have to go to the bathroom right now and she was and you could see like she just had that understanding and she was like okay go 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 thank so, god it was a woman <laughs> oh i know because a man would have been like I don't, just fucking wait the class is 50 minutes long you can wait oh my god yeah i've yeah. had to pull that on a steward before you like this guy i was like uh oh this is this my period she's gonna blow <laughs> so, like the plane was still ascending like we had just taken off and i just got up and started running to the bathroom and the guy was like uh hold on and i was like I'm having, I went very loudly. I was like, I am having a feminine emergency. Um, it's going to get real serious. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And he got all like ashen. <laughs> I mean, the amount of people that have had diarrhea on airplanes, you know, <laughs> because people are often traveling like after an event and their stomachs are real jacked up the next uh -huh. day. Like, uh, it's just bad. Anyway, um, I guess that's all I have to say about that. Oh, thank you, Forrest. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, and also just enough with the mediocre white men shooting people and then maybe shooting themselves. Yeah. Just, just... Oh, you know, another thing that's so different, like, so my, like I said, my daughter is this exact age right now. And um, we just lost a child in our, within our friends group and our, in our school community. Um, she was friends with him, but not like, like besties by any means like you know he was a little older and he was best friends with one of her best friends brothers so that was her interactions was always at this other person's you know our friend's house with so him are you telling her to shut up and go to sleep when she was right. having emotions right okay so this this particular child he died um, from a traumatic brain injury at baseball right at the end of the school year it's it's been awful, awful. it's it's really been a very rough moment uh, not moment but um time it, and I, moment in time yeah i guess yeah it's, yeah it's it's heartbreaking it's still like yesterday i drove by the baseball field and you know there's still like so this has been a little over it has almost been oh my god it's almost been two months now and there's still like flowers and signs like to the baseball field or the baseball field and i started crying yesterday and the, you know this is a child i only met once i am friends with his mother though i know her. i never even met him and i cried when i drove by the baseball field I mean, it, it just really has torn so – like, and seeing the impact that it's had on the children that were good friends with him and and just with – I mean, 
it's from a very beloved family in our in our community and they were so intertwined with so many different people and just to see the heartache and pain on so many of these kids faces and you know the parents obviously it's been heartbreaking but yeah like the reaction to you know how I handled my child and I immediately was like you know you know, messaging the guidance counselor being like get her into your office she needs she needs you know outside assistance with this like this is I mean it was really hard it, it is it's really hard and I, who knows I'm sure it was probably at least mentioned in our classroom like okay well we all know this happened so um uh yeah Texas history all right let's go for yeah it. you know exactly. I'm, I'm sure there had to have been a mention of it but there definitely was nothing you know outside yeah, no. of just that I yeah. mean fuck my my son's fish just died two days ago <laughs> how'd he take it <laughs> and you know I was up with him till midnight the other night with him crying <laughs> like he was fine at first and then of course when it's bedtime all the emotions come yeah, yeah. and he was just sobbing inconsolable <laughs> he didn't take good enough care of Richard <laughs> So you did not go with my plan of like, just go buy another fucking fish and put it in there. I already did. I got it before he got home from camp and had it in there so that Jeff could tell him, hey, Richard is dead, but here's a new fish. Here's Dick too. No, his name is Firecracker because we got him on the 4th of July. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So he came home and slept the night and didn't even realize that Richard was gone. He's been sleeping in the guest room. Oh, why? I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, we used to do that shit when we were kids. Yeah, I know. Like, we'd sleep in the game room or go down to the study and sleep. Like, Yeah. The whole house was our bed. That's right. <laughs> um, well, you know, rest in peace, Richard, R.I.P. R.I.P., yep. Um, I remember when we had goldfish and our cat jumped up and, like, scraped mine, Jaws, and he died. Jaws. <laughs> oh, my God. The Alamo, I think, this month is doing um, – have you ever been to the Alamo when they do their party events? I forget what they're called. Their no, movie I've seen events. That. I've never been though. But they're doing it for Jaws on. Oh. But I don't think we're gonna have a chance to go. We need to look at the schedule because I thought it would be so fun to take the kids. Yeah. Do you think, do you think they could handle seeing Jaws? I mean, I don't know. Like, think about it. We saw Jaws around that age. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't harm us at all. Uh, listener, Lindsay was laying in bed crying. <laughs> Because our babysitter let us watch Jaws. We were very little. And she was like, okay, I understand it was like intense, but what do you think is going to happen? Do you think a shark is going to walk in here on feet and eat you while you're sleeping? Yes. Yes. I I think that is what will happen. Our kids are way less. I don't know. Juno might be scared. Zoe and Jackson will be fine. Yeah. I think Zoe and Jackson will be fine. Juno might be a little. Okay. Well, um, next story, I guess. Okay, moving on. This one is right up my alley, y'all. Right up Lindsay and I's alley. (laughs) Yeah, baby, yeah! Uh, This is from a listener named Stacy. Stacy, thank you for your submission. And we are about to listen to the Ouija board. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I just want to point out. So Stacy, she's one of the people that's followed us over from our other podcast. So um, thank you, Stacy. Yes. For being a loyal down bitch. I think Maria was too, because she was yeah, a yeah, 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 reseller. Maria, yeah, Maria is too. She, um, we, yeah, we interact on our reseller website, web page, uh, Instagram page. Insta. Old, Insta, old lady, Words old lady. Hard. Yeah. Um, 
Stacey, internet wow. tube. <laughs> so when you go to our submission form, so, it, you know, if you want to be a story read on the show, you go to don'tmakemebarf.com and it's just a very simple form that you fill out and you put in the name you want us to call you on the show because you can re remain anonymous. You don't need to use any of your real names, any other people's involved real names if you don't want to. So we, you know, we have a box that's like, tell us the name you want us to use on the show. And then obviously we want to be respectful of everybody's pronouns. So we have a box in there to put in your pronouns. Can you tell what Stacy's pronouns were? I thought this was amazing. <laughs> oh God, I can't remember because I don't have it in front of me. It was like her, she, badass. Yeah. <laughs> Her pronouns are bad. It's like that. Did y'all see that thing going around on uh, the 4th of July? My Your pronouns are USA. My pronouns are USA. Like the sound the girls kept doing that at the lake this weekend. <laughs> My pronouns are USA. Okay. Well, Stacy submitted two stories. And so in her second one, her pronouns were her, she, awesome mom. That's right. That's right. I identify with those pronouns. Yeah. And, and we'll read um, Stacey's other story at another time, but yeah. we're, get, we're getting to one of them. All right, let's go, baby! Woo! All right, this is uh, Stacey's The Ouija Board. Obviously, it is a paranormal story. I grew up in a very small town in a house built in the late 1800s. My family and I experienced a lot of paranormal activity until we moved out in 1996. One night, I had a friend over, so her, my sister, and I decided to use the Ouija board after my parents were in bed asleep. We have experienced so many paranormal things, but never really used the board because we were too scared. We sat on the living room floor with the board and started asking the ghost questions. Was the ghost a man or a woman? The board answered, man. Did he live in this house? Yes. Did he leave something in the house still that was his that would prove it? Yes. When asked where it was, the board said, closet floor. Oh my God, I want to throw up. I'm so scared. Dude, I, was, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm like... I seriously, I have I like put myself in that moment and I'm like, oh my God, I, like, I don't, feel, don't do it. <laughs> I feel the goosebumps on my arms right uh -huh. now. And I've read the story. And I think, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, no, stop the story. Stop the story. Oh, I want to get off. Let me off. <laughs> I want to quit the story. <laughs> uh. By this point, we were freaked out. Okay, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right there with you, sis. Daring each other to look under the closet floor. When we heard this I horrible make, voice. I would make you do it, Lacey. There's no way I'm doing it, but one of us has to do it, so it's you. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I hate being the younger sister. Oh, God, so scary. Uh, we heard this horrible noise. It was like a low moaning. The room was dark, and we looked around, and it was our cat. Sitting in the corner of the room on its back legs, just staring at us and moaning. To this day, I have never heard a cat ever make this sound. My sister suggested that we put the board away. And as we started to get up off the floor, my cat leapt onto the board and started going crazy and scratching at it and moaning. We pushed the board under the couch and the cat went to the couch and was batting at the board, growling. We were so scared, we jumped into my sister's car and went to a local 24-hour diner and stayed there until the sun came up. My friend never came over to sleep at the house again. LOL. Ops. <laughs> I did eventually, oh God, this is where I can't. I did eventually look at my closet floor. It had this thick linoleum paper, vintage, and underneath it, I saw wood slats. But some were different, like as if a different at a different time, they had added new wood under there. So it was a hodgepodge. I never looked, I never took the wood up to see what was under it. Stacy, I need oh you. Oh my God, to I have goosebumps. 
Susie, I need you to go back to that house and lift up the floorboards. What's under there? I want to know what I don't. I want to know what I don't. I need to know, but I don't want to know. Oh my God, what could it be? What could it be? I mean, was it a head? <laughs> it was a head, right? It's probably a head. Or stop a head. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, listen. Why does Parker Brothers make Ouija boards? I don't know. I don't. Hey, you know what? Be a hoot. Let's take a, let's a all... seance tool and make it fun for kids. Let's make a portal <laughs> into the unknown, dude. You know, but like for kids. <laughs> listen, Zoe has recently started asking for a Ouija board, and I was like, Hell to hell the no. to the fucks to the no! You are not bringing that demon board into this house. We had a Ouija board listener because I won like this thing where I got 12 free Parker Brother board games out of a fortune cookie and a box of cookie crisp cereal. Dude, um, you don't understand the 80s. You could win things yeah. out of boxes of cereal. Lacey fucking won. It was like, a major award. It was a major <laughs> award. It was amazing. It was like this. <laughs> do you remember when the box showed up? It was huge. Course, it was dark outside. I remember it was like dark time outside and it was raining and the doorbell rang and I was like, is this it? <laughs> it was like that scene in a Christmas story. It was like Clue, which we already uh -huh. had. We needed a new one because we'd worn the other one to bits. Uh -huh. It was Risk. Uh -huh. It was the Ouija board. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't remember what else. Uh, the game of life. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There were some new games in there that we I'd never heard of, but we played the shit out of, like, Payday. And... There literally was, like, 12 or so more games. I mean, it was yeah. a ton of board games. It was so exciting and awesome. But we had that Ouija board forever, but we did use it sometimes because we lived in a haunted house mm -hmm. when we were kids. And we, we, didn't, we didn't know it was haunted. We'll get no. to it when our mom Later. ever. Yeah. Mom? Mom? Mother? But we had uh, Another, write that the Ouija story. board forever. We moved it from Midland to Houston when we moved. And then it sat in the shelves in the game room for years. And Lindsay and I would talk about, we need to throw that shit away. But neither of us wanted to do it because we felt like something bad would happen to us if we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be great. Let's find a fun way for children to, you know, just reach out to the other world. Because they're young, they're vulnerable, they're more open to it. It'd be, it'd be great. We'll see what happens. Okay. What could go wrong? What was in the floorboards? I don't know, dude. I told Zoe, I was like, look, I can't stop from what you do at your friends' houses, but you're not bringing that demon box into my house. <laughs> Fuck that. And she's like, why? What could happen? I'm like, anything. You don't want to know. You know, why would you want to find out? I don't know. A demon could attach itself to you. It's been known to happen. I just don't need to find out. No, you know? I, we don't need to find out. But I also really need to find out. I know. I know. This is why we were always scared growing up. It's because we needed to find out everything that was scary, but then we were scared. Yes. <laughs> like all the fucking time. Like we don't we don't really watch scary movies anymore. Like I watched, you know, The Quieting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that place? What's that movie called? The Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. The Quiet Place too, The Requieting. The Requieting. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> This time, we were quieter. <laughs> <laughs> Except, no, we weren't because we had an infant. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's real loud up in here. Oh, my God. That is one of the best. So that's one I've seen as an adult. There's very few horror movies I watch. Yeah. But, but can you imagine us back then watching the movies that are out, like, in this generation? Oh, my God. Generation? Like, the horrific and a lot of stuff that's, like, online horror story about, oh, dear. I know. Brittany. No. <laughs> Uh, do you have the secret? 
please don't let such horrible stories come into my child's mind. Uh, so Jackson has started because he's always kind of shown interest in the same stuff. Uh-huh. Like he gets epic at school and gets to read and he picks a lot of those books that are like UFOs explained and like, you know, yeah. the encounters because he, he's our kid. And I don't expose him to those things. Right. Like Lindsay and I made a decision when we became parents, like not to traumatize our children the way we were traumatized, even though we're obsessed with the stuff and we love hearing about it and you know uh but it traumatized us yeah <laughs> so he wants to like read those things and like watch the short like films on it at school and stuff so recently i had something on one morning just to see what it was uh and he came down and like sat down next to me and he was like oh mom this is gonna be our morning thing in the summer we're watching all of these and uh it was some horrible doc on i guess it was on regular tv uh it's like some reality type show thing the secret of skinwalker ranch <gasps> it's like <gasps> Skinwalkers are like big in the yeah, native even, culture. Excuse me, you're not even supposed to say those words. You're supposed to say flesh pedestrians. <laughs> so it's this if ranch that's famous Listen, for all a, of these. Uh-uh. If a flesh pedestrian shows up at your house, it's because you invoked them by saying the words right now. Oh my God, well, you better take it back right now. It's not Bloody Mary. <laughs> that Listen, this is what I've learned. You say flesh pedestrians. Okay, great. So he sat down next to me and started, luckily the show was terrible. So I let him watch it because there was like, it's ridiculous. You know, and my husband worked in reality TV for years in production. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so staged, so scripted, so stupid. And Jackson was just enthralled. And we, also, we don't want to pull the curtain back for all you reality TV watchers, but it's all staged. It's so fucking fake. And <laughs> scripted. It, you think of the biggest, the biggest reality tv shows there have been and are currently fake 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 fake. (laughs) he worked on them and they're all fake as fuck yeah literal have fake have scripts (laughs) literal literal scripts and uh and and uh uh scenarios that are just like let's make like let's do this let's make this happen sometimes they use the crew to come in as neighbors And then and sometimes people recognize that person's voice and say, their face is blurred out. And say, Lacey's husband, Jeff, was that you? On the keeping up with the blah, 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 blah. And he's like, nope, nope, nope not me. Certainly not. Nope. Because I don't know what you mean. I did not sign an NDA that said that, that was me or not me. So I don't know. You know how you can figure it out? Go get yourself a Ouija board and ask it. <laughs> Oh, get a Ouija board. Ask. And you'll have your answer. All the questions you want. <laughs> there it is. That's what I'm determining who I vote for next. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <sighs> Flesh pedestrians. <laughs> I'm just happy that we have a podcast where I can say flesh pedestrians whenever I want. Because I, uh-huh. it sounds real creepy. It really does. It does, doesn't it? It sounds way worse than the other thing. It almost sounds worse than, yeah, one who would walk in skin. Because we all have skin and walk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Skinwalker is real. Well, it's real creepy sounding. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't, I don't want, want, it. want it. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> well, this has been ridiculous. And um, wait, I can't I have, wait to the next one. No, I have one more story. <laughs> I know. My part's done. Oh, so I'm okay. saying this has been a ridiculous experience for me, and I loved it. Oh, great. I know. This podcast is going to be so fun. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if I just left. Just closed the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's it. Scene. My part's done. 
Good luck with your part, Lindsay. I'm like, I'm like talk. I'm telling jokes to like my, my fucking mic stand. I'm like, she hey, mic stand. Her hand and puts like curly fries on top of it to be my hair. <laughs> what do you think, Lazy? Yeah, that was great. All right. We got another interaction with a me- mediocre white man. And the t- shocker. The title of this story is the time a homeless man thought I was pretty. And then she added the roll your eyes emoji, which I appreciate. And uh, this is story is submitted by Angelica who Angelica. Oh, which she writes in her story. I'll just read what she says. I, ca- I came across your Instagram page and saw your installment about creepy men and how women are normally to blame for their behavior. Like so many women, I thought, where do I even begin exactly See, don't this make is, me bar this is what we were saying earlier in the episode it's like i don't know which of my three million stories should i write about right exactly i don't know let's start with some of the most traumatizing ones let's go from there or maybe the least traumatizing depending on how traumatizing yours were sure. like how many happened yesterday how much time do you have right okay um the first time i remember being hit on by a grown man was in fifth grade But this isn't even that story. I mean, that is my daughter's age. I know. I'll cut your fucking dick off. Fucking get real stabby with a jagged spoon. Oh, yeah. Okay. In 2021, I found out I was pregnant with my first baby. That's such a happy, sparkly time. Or, you know, if you're wanting to have a baby, it is. Otherwise, it's just a real hailscape living in our current climate. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks, government. But if it's something you want, then it is a wonderful time. Part of pregnancy is that you have these incessant cravings that don't go away unless you eat that particular food you're craving. On this particular day, I was desperate for some some taquitos from a very specific place in Los Angeles. Happily, I took the one-hour drive to this location. Now, I got to say, Angelica, this part of the story of like telling us that you were pregnant and that you needed to drive an hour to go get this, not necessary for the story, but I fucking love that detail. Yeah. She needed taquitos in a yes. very, from a, not just any old taquito, from a very specific location. And this makes me want a taquito. Do you know, this is how I've realized women tell stories. We have to set a mood. Mm-hmm. We have to tell you like background exposition as oh, to why yeah. we are leading into this thing. Whereas men are just like, like my husband is a great storyteller, but uh-huh. he never does those things. And then he makes fun of me for doing those things. Yeah. Cause they just, you know, it's like watching game of Thrones. He's like, well, why weren't there more dragons and boobs? I'm like, cause they have to make it. You have to know the story as to why there are dragons and boobs. <laughs> Dude, I am watching. And particularly the longer that we podcast, I'm, I sit there and watch John's face when I'm telling him stories. He's like, I don't need all the fluff and the buildup. Just give me the meat yeah, yeah, of the story. Uh-huh. So we do need to remember our particular audience. Like when we're talking to our husbands, just be like, this happened because they don't care. And that's why they don't listen to us ever because they don't care about the buildup. Oh, yeah. Watch their eyes glaze right over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I appreciate this particular detail of the story that has no point in being in the story. And, um, and it's very relatable. Thanks. I love it. Great. At the freeway exit, there was a man asking for money. And normally I don't like to give actual cash because I would rather buy lunch for them or provide them with something useful. But my grandma always told me that if I gave money, that it only showed my good character. And I always prided myself in being a nurturing person. So I rolled down my window window and handed him a $5 bill. He smiled and walked over to my car and then grabbed my fucking arm. Oh, 
My God. He licked his lips at me, made, made a kissing gesture, Ew. and grunted. Ew. <gasps> As I was pulling away, he was intentionally reaching into my car with the other hand. Oh, my God. Oh, get ready for down bitchness. I yelled to get the fuck out of my car or I will tase you. He kept pulling until I pulled out my taser. This damn bitch had a taser in her purse. I am so happy for her. I am also. So, okay. He kept pulling until I pulled out my taser that resembles a pistol. And he finally let go. Is that not a scene? Oh, my God. I was shaking. Yeah, no shit. I thought I was smarter than that. I'm actually always careful and cautious. And I figured I was safe in my car. Right. Like, like what could they yeah. possibly do? That's what they could do. That's yeah. what they could do. <gasps> Later, I told him, but you don't think that at the time. You're like, oh, I'm going to give this, you know, downtrodden man a few bucks. Right. Later, I told a male coworker of mine and he responded with, oh, my God. Oh, wait. I don't think that's his tone. He said, oh, okay. I, I get the tone now. He responded with, oh, my God. He probably just thought you were pretty. I mean. What? He goes, oh, my God. I probably. He probably just thought you were pretty. I mean, your tits are huge right now. So that's, that, that's okay. You're right. You're right. Assault is totally fine because I'm pretty and I have big boobs. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Check, check, check. Got it. As if I was overreacting and should somehow be grateful that someone was giving me attention at all. Hey, pregnant bitch. At least someone's looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> you should feel good. My boobs had almost d- doubled in size, so I can't blame Rin for wanting to attack me, right? Oh, and goodness. She uh, she didn't then wrote an insert eye roll. I, I would like to insert stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> to the coworker for being such a dick. Yeah, fuck And you. now listen, I am not one to like make fun of the unhoused. Uh, we know most of them are suffering from mental uh, health issues that have been unaddressed because this country is a garbage fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... I have no response to that. Like, reaching into the car? Like, what the fuck? Do you remember Bacon telling it? This was a friend of ours in L.A. When we, I lived in L.A. with Lacey for a while. Somebody, this, this was before we were friends with him. Somebody, he, something, I don't, I don't remember the lead up to the story, but he had his windows down because it's L.A. You know, it's great weather outside. And some dude reached into his car and stabbed him. What? No, I don't remember that story at all. Yeah, well, it's because you weren't sleeping with him. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> I was. I heard that story. We didn't know him when this happened, but like, yeah, he oh had. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah, he had a laceration from some Ooh, crazy person terrifying. who stuck his arm into his car and stabbed him. Uh, yeah, it was horrifying. horrifying. That was a scary story, especially when I remembered all the details back then. It was even scarier than what I just said. But yeah, oh wow. But I don't remember. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I haven't had it in me to give anyone else money, which upsets me in a way because I do want to help people that, but that was one of the scariest things I've ever dealt with. And two years later, I'm still scared to go anywhere alone with my son. Yeah. Listen, this is one of the reasons I wanted to move the fuck out of LA. Mm -hmm. Like Jeff was like, oh my God, you're so like offended by homeless people. And I was like, I am not offended by homeless people. Homeless people, I'm sorry, unhoused, we say now, Mm -hmm. uh, they are unpredictable because again most of them are dealing with mental health issues um and don't have medication that they need and help that they need and also they are desperate because they are living on the streets and you just don't know what they are capable of and i like 
just didn't I and also I didn't want to have to explain to my child when he was like a little itty bitty baby like why is that person standing on the street and like doesn't have anything and is begging for stuff and like <laughs> missing appendages and I, it's just too much it's too mm-hmm. much and it's a horrible horrible problem like an in LA it's 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 awful and I'm sure it's gotten way worse oh, since I, mean, I left. I've, I've heard like some on some podcasts about like how the meth vans are just lining the street. People uh, people living in their vans and their meth vans. Yeah, oh that's so breaking bad and scary. Like, it, like they, how it's, those things could explode. Like it's, I mean, I don't know that they're making it, but they're definitely okay, doing it. What you meant. They're definitely doing it and selling it. Uh, like in nice neighborhoods, like right outside yeah. nice neighborhoods in LA. I mean, they're all everywhere. And they're everywhere. Like it's really becoming epidemic, problematic, huge on a huge yeah. scale. And so we we haven't mentioned this. We live in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is a, you know, a town. It's not a city. We live in a town. Yeah. And we have this cute little downtown area that has like some shops and restaurants. And my daughter is now at this age, which, you know, rite of passage, right? Like this is what you want to do at this age. She wants to go and walk around downtown with her girlfriends. And so, you know, with a very select group of friends that she has that I know their parents, like we've all agreed, like, okay, we're going to start letting them explore this little bit of independence. Um, the first few times there was always a grown up with them like tailing behind. Um, we would just take turns and they've gotten that they've gotten to where they've gone a couple times by themselves. And over the past few, I mean, we've always had an, so there is a, there is a place downtown called the Haven that um, it's not a place where you can sleep at night, but it has like showers and lockers and they provide food. So there, that's always kind of been where the larger unhoused population has been in Charlottesville is in the downtown area, because there is this service that provides them much needed things, hygiene products, all kinds of stuff. And our family um, actually has done a lot of work with the Haven, like providing hygiene kits for them and my husband um, is the head of a uh, group of dudes that like they raise a lot of money for the Haven every single year. And um, so it's definitely a problem that our family is particularly involved in and, you know, trying to, you know, help with. But the past, I would say six months or so, the unhoused population has exploded down there Mm -hmm. and it is becoming i went down there so my like i said my family's out of town right now i went down there by myself a few days ago to get my new yahtzee game i got my new yahtzee and uh i was scared there were so many of them there was there you can tell many of them are either they're experiencing reality in a different way because either of mental health or a combination of mental health and you don't know what drugs they're on right or when the last time they ate was or you know dehydration. I mean, all those things can do things to your mind. And I text John, like, as I was leaving the downtown mall, I'm like, Zoe can't come down here anymore. I'm not allowing this anymore unless there is a, and there's no, going to be no more of this. The girls are just going by themselves. Yeah. Um, There has to be adult trailing them, tailing them because this, I don't feel comfortable and I don't, those, those 11 year old girls don't know how to handle. And I was actually talking to her about it recently. And she said, yeah, there was, there have been people that come up to them asking them for money. They don't yeah. know what to do. They don't know how to respond. They don't know the appropriate, and they don't know how to keep themselves safe. We can barely keep ourselves safe. So, I mean, look at Angelica. Like, yeah. she's trying to help him, give him how much money, and this was his reaction. Yeah, it's it's it just, it's such it's a, a huge pickle. it's such a huge problem, and I'm so empathetic to them. And, Absolutely, and because I'm, it's 
And I'm also scared. I'm also really scared because like what I witnessed when I was down there a few days ago, I'm like, this is bad. This is. And as a woman, like you walk around in that state of mind all the time anyway, Mm -hmm. because you're just like, oh, you you should be be hyper vigilant, aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Because I mean, there's so many murders and rapes and all these horrible things that you're just like, "Uh, you have to be aware. And now like in the world of mass shootings, we have to be fucking aware. It's just like. You have to be scared of everything. I hate it. Yeah. So basically, just don't leave your house anymore, people. And if you do, you know, you roll up your windows. You don't roll them down. You stay in your car. You do drive through everything and then get back home immediately. Uh-huh. And wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Yeah. And um, I don't know. What else can we do? I don't know. Don't get a Ouija board. helmets just for safety. Yeah. You know? I mean, no just Ouija boards, foil helmets, yeah. and uh-huh. don't leave your house. Correct. What okay, great. have we learned? The outside is for dead people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was listening to this comedian the other day in the car and he was talking about, um, somebody was like, you haven't watched all of the walking dead. Well, go do it immediately. I can't talk to you until you do. He's like, so I watched all 67 hours of it in four days. <laughs> He's like, and what I learned is that when the apocalypse happens and the zombies take over, it is an anti-chain link fence campaign. <laughs> he was like, the chain link fences will be useless. Yeah. <laughs> they they hold up for a little bit. He was like, do you think somebody, like one of the writers, was like, used to be a fence guy and he got fired? <laughs> and now he's like, we're writing for the show. And he's like, I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> These chain link fence, they're useless. So make sure you have a real fence. Mm-hmm. Not a chain link fence. No, no. <laughs> oh my god, it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a moat. I'm gonna make a moat <laughs> around oh my, my house. I think that's the way to go. Do you? So remember the movie World War Z? Yeah, yeah. So I did. You read the book? I read the book before the. I yeah, saw the I movie. read the book. So, like in, I mean, I guess this happened in Walking Dead too. Actually, so the, the zombies can't swim, but they're still down there. So if you happen to be in the water and there's one right. down there, they can still get you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> they don't breathe air. Yeah. In World War Z, they walked at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, listener, in case you don't know, this is something Lindsay and I will always do. Tangent. We love a tangent. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. How the fuck do we start talking about zombies? You're welcome. <laughs> I know. this. That's like the one topic that we cannot discuss because there's no zombies yet. So <laughs> nobody's going to be submitting zombie stories. <laughs> Again, yet. <laughs> yet. Just waiting. TVD. <laughs> Just waiting for Will Smith to invent that cancer drug and uh, to eliminate cancer. Right? And then we're oh, all so scary. And then we're all dead. They were the fast ones. Those are the scary ones. They were like vampire I mean, zombies. They were like vom- bombies. <laughs> oh, they were so scary. I mean, they're all scary, but the ones that are real fast yeah. like that, I mean, just when he's laying in that bathtub and you can just uh, hear them going across his house and every night having to live the 28 in that terror. The ones that are just like, yeah. you know, so, <gasps> so scary. Lindsay and I love Stupid. zombie stories. Yeah. We like things like that. <laughs> I still, I, 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 I won't watch like um, horror movies with like demonic possessions and shit like that anymore because i don't need that in my life i don't i have enough horror correct just in real life because that's real (laughs) zombies aren't real yet so i could still watch zombie movies that's why i'm okay with it i never thought about it that way (laughs) 
Yeah, I hadn't either actually until this moment. But oh, look at that. We just like, I don't know, chipped away at something. <laughs> expose, a little expose for you. <sighs> this show is going to be entertaining, engaging, life altering, <laughs> healing. We're uh-huh. here for healing. <sighs> We're chipping away at our lifelong traumas. Yeah. And we hope you do it with us. Real dead so that is it. That real dead. <laughs> That is the end of our first episode. We are so um, excited about this new show because it's our it's in our well house. Oh, it's wheel. That's what I said. That's what I said. Well house. Fuck. And um, <laughs> we're just thrilled that you are here with us for our followers that uh, our listeners that followed us over from our other podcasts and uh, new listeners. We're so excited to interact with you on the Instagram page and get to know you better and uh, share your stories because. Really, um, you know, the heart of it is that stories are powerful. Like sharing your story is powerful, whether it's like it um, gives you any sort of bit of healing or, you know, it informs other people. Like we all learn from each other constantly. Or so just like being Lindsay in- and I and your life trauma has made you realize that by making fun of shit, it makes you feel better. So when mm-hmm. we get these stories and we like to like, laugh you know and maybe that'll make you feel better too yeah just a little dopamine to get you through the day yeah, a little, little boost a little injection a little dopamine hit well we did it do you think we need to re-record it or you think this is good to go i mean your chair was squeaking the whole time oh, damn it let me see <laughs> hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on be quiet let me see do you hear it i heard one just yeah one. i heard just one oh, i've never heard that before well your microphone was do you remember when we interviewed Madison and it was doing that real bad? Oh, no, is it doing that now? It's not doing it right now, but it's done it a few times. See, listen, because we are now seasoned podcasters, y'all, you're going to miss out on all the shit from our other podcast where we had uh-huh. so many technical <laughs> difficulties. Like it was driving it. Like we've got it all nailed down, but I think something might be going on with your microphone. Okay. Well, I'll have to do some dissection and figure it out. Maybe a new microphone. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe that was one of my to... goals for this year was to get a better okay. mic. Okay, well, that just get online like right now and order it right now. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I heard the squeak. It's the table. Okay. That's what it was. Okay, great. It's the table. I mean, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's a squeak. (laughs) I heard a metal squeak. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he he say a squeak? A squeak. Dear God. (laughs) And then a squeak. (laughs) 90s reference. 90s pop culture reference, people. That's what we're here for. And if you can tell us what it was, you can win our admiration. That's right. Yeah, that's another game we used to love to play on the other podcast. We'd quote things and be like, DM us, tell us what that's Uh from. And the ones that know were our instant new besties. Oh, God, yeah. Well, we can't wait to be best friends with all y'all. Thank you for being here for our pilot episode. Um, So it's going to be probably a few weeks before we get into the, our, you know, we're going to get into a place where we release episodes weekly. But we decided, you guys, in order for people to send in their stories, you guys needed to know what you were getting, getting into. <laughs> and this is it. This, if you like it, and I'm sure you do. That's what I um, like. That's what I that's want. That's what I'm a, that's what I'm about. That's what I'm Send into. us your, send us your stories. Don't make me barf.com. We would love to read your experiences on the show and follow us on Instagram. Don't make me barf pod. Yeah. Also, you know, don't make me barf. Oh, don't make me barf. Uh, and um, you'll hear about her 
throughout the series, she's always like a, in all of our podcasts, she's always like the third person that's never there is music director, Mariana Bell. She has written the theme song for all of our podcasts and she's written and she, you, the podcast that you heard at the beginning of the show, that was her. Um, she's not thrilled with this product yet. Cause she wrote um, it for another of ours, another podcast that we did, uh, which was, it was so fucking perfect for her. And we thought mm-hmm. it would work very well for this theme as well i think it i think it does i I think it does too but this is her art let her do her thing if she wants yeah yeah so we're gonna use it for this pilot and then if she decides that she can't live with it um she'll create something else just equally as amazing um but anyway you'll hear us talk about her mariana bell often and she is the genius behind all of our musical theme songs that we that we have on our shows we're like we're lucky we're listen if you want a podcast you got to have a mariana bell because otherwise you're just gonna have like some generic like computer beep 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 music you know like those guys over at smartless those dumbasses they don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah losers <laughs> dummies give me that 1980s computer beep 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 beep, beep. it sounds like doogie hauser give me a break <laughs> Oh, my God. They were talking about, like, a, Jason Bateman being a robot recently. Did you hear that one? <laughs> they were talking about, like, him not having emotions. And he was like, robots don't feel. It's so funny. What is emotion? Mariana and I were watching, because, you know, they turned it into a documentary. Yeah. Their tour last year. So we were watching the first episode the other night. And she was like, I'm like Arnett. I'm just like, God damn it, everybody. Get your shit together. Let's fucking go. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm Bateman. I'm over there. I'm the robot. And I'm also like wait a minute, excuse me, what are going to be the food options? What's the sleeping situation? I need, listen, if I don't get my eight hours, nightmare. I got a, I got a fat guy living in here waiting to get out. What are the salad options? You'll, you only have Does small salads. Sean beef? Hayes because I'm the theater person. Yes. yes. But I don't eat Chim Chim every night. That guy. But I do I, like Star Wars and Star Trek. I'm like, I don't understand why he's not 800 pounds. Because the amount of because sugar is all man, the time. Well, that's true. He's got a lot of energy. He's just burning it all day. And good for him on his recent Tony win. Good job, Sean. Oh, he Hayes. won? Or I didn't know that. Did the Tonys happen or I was it a nomination? I don't know things. <laughs> I don't either. But either way, he's either won or um, got nominated for his show that he's been putting on, which he's apparently is. Podcast host of the year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and a to- Tony nod, maybe win. <laughs> nod or win. We're all real proud of you. He's, you know, he's had Emmys. He's on his way to an EGOT. Oh my God, he had EGOT. <laughs> oh, wow. I would love that for him. All right. Well, that is the end of our first episode. Um, sinister Stories. Sinister Stories. Send us your stories. Right, before we go, don't forget, send us your stories. Yeah, don't forget. We, we'd love to hear your stories. All right. Well, we don't have a tagline we for this show yet. We don't have a tagline. So the end. End of show. Show over. Turn tape right, over well, now. <laughs> we'll, we'll work. We'll work on that for next time or whenever. Anyway, once we get a bunch more stories, we'll record several episodes and we can start releasing weekly. But until then, send us your stories. Until then, don't make me barf. Don't make me barf. All right. Thank you so much for being here, listener. We love you. Bye. Bye. Don't make me barf is written by you, the listener, and is read, edited, and produced by me, Lindsay, and me, Lacey. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. Don't Make Me Barf is a Hot Mom production. Just be hot moms. You should leave it like that. (laughs) Okay.